Welcome to Call the Binge Wife. Have you experienced an episode of your life where you find it hard to decide? We all go through seasons where it just seems we cannot find what we're looking for, eventually spiralling out of control while doom scrolling a menu with far too many options. That's when you need Call the Binge Wife. Ruth and Roger have emptied their bladders, grabbed their favourite snacks and spent countless hours watching TV to help you figure out what to skip and what to binge. So sit back, relax and call the binge wife. Now, here are your hosts, Ruth and Roger. Thanks, Andrew, and welcome everyone to another episode of the Call the Binge Wife show. Ruth, what are we binging this week? We are binging Hunters Season 2. Okay, before we get there to the synopsis that you're going to give, excellently prepared. Just wanted to thank everyone who listened to the first season of Call the Binge Wife. We are so excited and having so much fun doing this, and we're excited that people are responding so positively. Uh, We looked a week after we launched the first season, and we had been ranked in the top 10% globally a podcast which just blew our minds collectively i think yeah (laughs) and so what (laughs) we're very grateful for everyone that's uh, been listening and has left reviews and uh, rankings and uh, followed the show it's amazing to us Uh, and we're excited to be able to do it like i said it's so much fun for us Uh, if you do find something interesting or you enjoy this please make sure that you do that it's the number one way to give us um a boost in the algorithm of the podcast providers uh, that will help other people find the show. So that is something that you can do for us. If you find anything good about this, uh, we greatly appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much. It's been fun to see and hear the comments. For sure. So Ruth, give us a synopsis of Hunters season two. Yes. Thank you. The second season of Hunters continues to follow a diverse group of Nazi hunters in the 1970s as they seek to bring justice the former members of the Third Reich who have fled to the United States. So the main storyline of this season follows the team hunting down huge targets in Argentina who are involved in a new plot to create a Fourth Reich while the secondary story goes back in time to explore the truth behind why the character Meyer originally formed the Nazi hunting group. The team faces new challenges, including a mole within their own organization and new allies, including an FBI agent who becomes involved in their mission. If that isn't enough, halfway through their first intelligence mission, the team learns the hard way that they are not only ones hunting the main target. This season focuses on humanizing its characters by confronting the moral ambiguity of killing people. They must make really difficult choices in the face of impossible odds. You're not left with any looming questions from season one in season two, and you can rest easy knowing once and for all what happened to the characters you love so much from the show's initial run. Yeah, well said. (laughs) A very interesting show. Uh, it season two. It dropped in January of 2023. It's rated TVMA for good reason. Uh, there's lots of blood, um, not as much gore, but there's definitely some blood. And well, there's some gore actually. Yeah, episode yeah, nine's, nine's pretty bad. 
but uh oh yeah yeah there's there's some full frontal nudity and i'm not talking about the female kind which is uh refreshing <laughs> sometimes to see <laughs> even as Wait, a guy. i forgot oh yeah, yeah oh yeah <laughs> where to watch is amazon prime there are eight episodes it's considered in the crime and fiction conspiracy genre Production staff of note, I believe it's the first time the season, the second season, but Jordan Peele is executive producer. Uh, Cast Wait, of, he wasn't in the first season? I'm I, don't, I don't know. I don't think. I don't, oh, okay. I don't know okay. If he was or not. I just know he was in the second. In the second. Okay. Yeah. Cast of note, uh, Al Pacino reprises his role as Meyer, the leader of the group. Uh, Jerrica Hinton is the FBI agent. Josh Radner. Uh, comes along as some comedy relief. Uh, Kate Mulvaney, Tiffany Boone, Carol Kane, one of the few members of the group that actually was a Holocaust survivor. So her character is very interesting to watch. And Tommy yeah. Martinez kind of rounds out it. And the only reason I put Tommy in there is because he's one handsome dude. I think he must be, he, in my opinion, he's probably the most handsome man in Hollywood right now. I think so. Yeah, you were yeah oh. one line is like you're so handsome it's really annoying right <laughs> yes. that would have and i said yes it is <laughs> that's right very annoying okay. how handsome tommy is <laughs> the rotten tomato score is 70 percent on the critics guide 64 percent on the viewer side um slightly low but uh We'll talk about maybe some of the reasons why that is. And uh, I think it is nominated for a Golden Globe this year, but no awards have been won yet. So, Roger, why did we watch this? Well, it was it was a continuation from wanting to see the conclusion of the, of the series. It is only two seasons long. Uh, we watched the first one. It came out in 2020. Uh, right around the same time that the lockdown happened. And so a lot of people were fixated with the Tiger King show on Netflix, which I refused, refused, refused. I, you know, sometimes I'm a big TV snob. I, I get it. I understand it. I own it. Um, but there was, <laughs> yes. there was no way I was going to watch Tiger King. And so while everybody was watching that, uh, we took on Hunters as our binge uh, during that same time frame. A lot of that has to do for me is that my ex-wife is family's Jewish. Jewish, and so my kids are Jewish, and so the whole idea of hunting Nazis was uh, very keen to me. Uh, I remember watching Schindler's List and the the scene where they show the little girl in the red coat, and then later on in the movie, you know, you see the red coat in a pile of other ones, and it's the only color in the film. It just really hit me that, that you know at that moment it was really impactful that that could have been my daughter's. Uh, and, oh, and so yeah. I so I've always been very uh, empathic about the Holocaust. There's no way I can ever fully understand the generational trauma that folks have uh, that uh, that families went through that. But I was close enough to people and still am that um, yeah, yes. I have a lot of I have a lot of interest in in uh, killing Nazis. So yes. <laughs> so what about you? What was was it for you that you said okay, I'll watch this. Well, first of all, I have to go back to the Tiger King. And I remember I was like, this looks ridiculous. But I, then I was like, every once in a while, wouldn't I, I go, I like, I, maybe we should watch this. Yeah, it would pop up in the Netflix queue. And I would be <laughs> like, oh, maybe, or what is this? I, I like, know, nope, I'm still kind of curious. Not, and you would say no. It. But so <laughs> I, not that I couldn't, I could say, forget you, I'm going to watch it. But I just... <laughs> I bought into your snobbery and I think I was like, yeah, 
<laughs> I was <laughs> I was like, okay, life's too short. I'm sure I could watch it sometime if I'm curious because I feel like I missed out on this. I have FOMO a little bit of this cultural phenomenon, but about hunters. So <laughs> it was, yeah, getting back to hunters. It was one of our ma- first major binges, wasn't it, during lockdown? Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. heavy. I was like, I, I know sometimes I'm like, this is heavy. Like, I don't know if we can watch this. I think we, I want to say vacillated, right? Or we swung back and forth between really light, like the Big Bang, didn't we? Oh, and, oh yeah. All, uh, 13, all 13 seasons with Big Bang. <laughs> yeah. And like a show like this. So that was just probably what it was you know during that time maybe that mirrored real life we needed some some lightness and and then we needed to look at serious things but yeah. i like al pacino i was really intrigued by the story and yes like you i was just thinking the name uh cory ten boom i remember when she came and spoke and i just throughout my life like i just am like how can people believe that the holocaust was not real like just blows my mind and makes me really sad so i think it's important to have shows like this and any shows that like yes schindler's list or life is beautiful oh that's just really poignant film and it's hard to watch but i think those these types of things about the holocaust but it's important like a lot of things that are hard to watch that are real history it's important Mm -hmm. to watch them so i was happy to watch and i was like yeah "Yeah, they're killing nazis okay (laughs) it is it is fictitious it is it is yes some of its films made up but some of it is based on real life stuff and we're going to talk about that a little bit i think when we get to our our likes and dislikes um yes thank you for clarifying it's not all it's not based on actual history not all of it but some of, it, some of it is right uh, yeah some of the premises are based on actual history that, yes. that aid the story but the story itself is fictitious and there's a lot of conspiracy theories too yeah sure okay so let's talk about our three positives and one negative so roger what was your first one so i am i'm constantly fascinated by 70s it's the era that i was you know grew up you in should have been born in the 60s so I, yes. so I could have really experienced the 70s yeah i mean there's part of that and so i i did like that it was set in the 70s but also from the fact that especially from the original you know the first season the trailer really reminded me of like very grindhouse cinema which if you're not familiar with that term it's the you know it's very much a quentin tarantino style it's the c level movies from the 1970s it's the black exploitation movies that there's a good feel of that kind of um genre of movie about the show it's i would say it's quentin quentin tarantino light um there's some gore some violence but it's not quite as as bad as that also they don't use a lot of the zoom in and zoom out angles that that the grindhouse cinema tried to try to use uh to attract right. people but but it still has kind of that same feel the the film quality is a little dingy so it kind of feels mm. like a 70s movie so that yeah. really attracted me because i because i like that kind of stuff so so that was one of the first things that that i liked the and they kept that in the second you know in the second season and so i was i was excited to continue to watch it i love the clothes um i love (laughs) you know i love the music and so it was it it was a real easy one for me to like visually get into how about you what's your first one 
My first one is the story. So as we just talked about, and I mentioned, it's good to remind everyone that, yes, this really did happen. The Holocaust, that is. But then there is stuff, the real stuff like Operation Paperclip. And can you explain Operation Paperclip? Yeah. So part of the premise of the show is that they're hunting down Nazis that have come to the United States. And Operation Paperclip was an actual government U.S. program that, that actually brought Nazis that they thought would be... Uh, helpful to whatever, whether that was the space program or or, yeah, yeah, science type people um, brought them over, resettled them, gave them new names and, and new identities and, and integrated them into American culture. And so they're part of this storyline is is finding those people that, that the government, the U S government brought over here and serving justice, so to speak. Yes. Okay. So do you remember learning that in history class, although you were a history major and not even in college, not even college was operation paperclip talked about. Okay. That makes me feel a lot better. But definitely real. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, what? Like, come again? I was really like blown away by that. Um, So, yes, thank you for for explaining that, my dear history social studies (laughs) teacher. Ex-teacher. Ex-teacher. The conspiracy theories are interesting. The whole story, it just was like, whoa. And also... um, as you mentioned, going back to why we watched too, it just breaks my heart, the the tragedy and the generational trauma and that this could happen. I was just thinking about your daughters mm. and children and family. But uh, yeah, I think it's important. The story is really important and it's good to talk about things like we did, like what this really happened, Operation Paperclip and oh my goodness. And yeah, I think the story is is really compelling. What was your second positive? Well, our, our seconds are the same. So oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking maybe we'd <laughs> say it at the same time on the count of three. Okay. <laughs> so, All right. We can do that. One, two, three. Killing, Killing fucking, fucking Nazis. Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm not a violent person by nature. I don't like violent shows for the most part i mean I think there's violence in life i get it um but if you're talking about killing nazis i'm for it <laughs> i mean and, and in a sense too that this show especially the second season there's so much injustice of, about those people yes. um getting away from having justice perpetrated on them that that it's like okay if you're gonna kill you know if you're gonna kill nazi it's okay <laughs> Right, might sound really weird to people i get it but at the same time it's just like uh, you know there's that whole thing that went around in the before 2020 about punching nazis and it's just like you know it's the only time (laughs) it's justified to punch somebody randomly is to punch a nazi and i kind of understand it you know and and this show kind of does that and so it's you know there is something when the bad guy gets it that's just satisfying at some level that there's justice that has been served and that there's a big part of the season where they struggle with the characters struggle with that like what is justice and am i the one that should to serve justice and uh and in that way too and yes. so they struggle with that and so it's it's hard for them sometimes but you know for me i'm you know people don't have a problem 
you know, when Thanos gets it or when Thanos thugs gets it or, you know, right. it's yeah. like, oh, that's justified. Well, there's nothing more justified than Nazis getting served justice, in my opinion. Yeah, I think we, wow. Yeah, we have another show we're going to talk about uh, this season where we talk about the justification of killing. And sometimes, and maybe it's, of course, so much easier when you're watching the show to be like, yeah, just yeah i can see it like it's okay <laughs> but i think that tension we're horrible um, people we just lost the whole segment, <laughs> segment of people from listening to the show no but you see like the moral quandary i'm going to talk mm-hmm. about that next for my my positive the next positive but that struggle but like you said yeah there's waiting for justice that might never happen or taking it mm-hmm. into your own hands and that's rough. I'm not a huge, like I used to be cringe or like with violence or no, I don't want to watch that. It just like, I feel a little bit of my soul uh, ease away or mm. impacted when I watch, but maybe I'm just becoming a jaded person. <laughs> no, maybe like I'm just realistic. No, I think, um, I don't think so. We both said, I remember when you said that's going in the show when I, they for. So at some part after the episode and I was like fucking Nazis like <laughs> yeah so just like ah oh, this is just terrible right or just yeah. the things that they've done I think for me it's the storytelling that says they might get away with it yeah that, that when they don't and and justice in some form or fashion is served to them it's it's satisfying that, that they yes. didn't, didn't get away with it you know they, because um, they have some of them purportedly right or have been getting away with it for years mm-hmm. or without going too much into it right or like if people don't have any remorse i'm all about like you know yeah. second chances but yeah if you if you believe the nazis are justified then there's something wrong with you and and you know yeah. so 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 the kid the nazi characters are very much uh, believe that they were doing right and yeah so if, when they get it it's kind of like, like yeah well sorry no <laughs> not so right yeah, yeah yeah totally so what is your third one third positive i was surprised that there were some things the suspense and mystery that didn't hold me that i was able to go oh yeah that's i, c- I could read it ahead of time and know this is what's going to happen that's what's going to happen but those were the side elements of the story whereas the main element of the thread of this season dealing with one of these uh, you know escaped nazis was you know on the loose yeah. mm-hmm. um that portion of the storyline really kept me because of because of that quandary of how do you serve justice and how they were going to serve this nazis in particular justice changed throughout the season without giving yeah. a lot away and so i was like oh you know this whole time we've been we've been serving justice we've been serving justice and the justice doesn't get served to this nazi i'm gonna be upset i'm gonna be really and so they kind of hooked me with that and I, and that kept me going especially through the second half of the season it was it was like oh he, if that person gets away i'm just gonna be so mad yes <laughs> if yes it, if it turns out i'm like there's no hope for the world if the if, if this people don't away. give it yeah or, or yeah, people and people. people yeah okay so, did you guess some of the other you are really good about guessing some of the other mysteries 
Yeah, without giving anything. Yeah, away. I just don't think there was a. I don't think they tried real hard. Probably, you know, some shows try really hard to keep those side, you know, side missions or or side storylines kind of of hooking you along. And and I yeah. did, I didn't need it, and so it was it was easy to go. Okay, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. But the with the main storyline, I was like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen, and if I don't get okay. my way, I'm going to be upset. I'll have to ask you after this because there's one character I want to know. If- you guess. I don't think you did. You didn't know exactly okay. what was going to happen between season one and season two. Yeah. So how about you? What was uh, what was your last positive? My last positive is the characters, the team. And I should mention Jonah's grandmother. I really, I forget um, what her name is, the actress name, but, but also Al Pacino and that the way they, he played his role but I wanted to focus on Jonah and being the anti-hero. And I think that he really exemplified that the struggle, you know, first of all, he was a teenager or oh, late teen, right. In season one and fresh faced. And I was like, Oh, he's so uh, vulnerable and kind of innocent. Right. And um, I felt very protective about him and then you move into season two and first of all it's like is that jonah he has like <laughs> yeah. hairstyle you know the 70s, facial hair like, facial hair, hair and it's like yeah. okay and then there's some different parts of his character that are coming out or things he does and i'm like no i just i don't know i'm kind of feel torn about jonah you know sometimes like that anti-hero like what I'm fully behind him, but also just struggling between serving justice, like, and wanting revenge, but then what do you do, right? That So I think he really, that's showed on his face. He really um, mm. played that very well um, throughout the, the season, both seasons, actually. Yeah, I think you rooting him for his... The reasons why he's doing what he's doing but at the yes. same time you're also rooting him for to be a better person and yeah i think like, that's what no. makes him the anti-hero oh. yeah like oh, i don't know or no but you but then i thought if i were in his shoes what would i do mm. yeah it's tough yeah so what is your one <laughs> negative if, if you could think of any negatives yeah it's a little hard for me uh, I think the cast did a great job. I think the storytelling was really good. I think the visuals were were spot on for it being taking place in the 70s. Um, you know, I struggle sometimes on how long I want shows to run. And I, yeah. and I think that they rushed uh, to the ending of this. I wish they would have given it at least one more season. I hate when things go past three and the story starts getting drug out and things aren't clear. And, you know, same yeah. reason I'm kind of rooting for this to be the last season of ted lasso season three uh because i want the story to end i want there to be a, yeah. a finale i want the you know and i don't want to wait 13 years you know like <laughs> like a big bang theory to see it i want you know i want to, i want the payoff and so uh, it wasn't renewed for a third season and so i think a, a little bit of it was rushed the story was a little rushed they could have taken a little bit longer time and there are some things that are they had to do yeah. to 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 make the story work that seemed a little implausible whereas along, along the way through the first season and the second season a lot of it was plausible um this right. job of hunting nazis where in the third season it was like okay you're you're pushing the envelope a little bit here Believe- second, yeah the second yeah. season you're yeah. pushing a little bit of you know the believability side of it but 
Yeah, I was a little disappointed. How about you? Yeah, didn't we? We said, like, are they going to get to the end here? I was like, how are they going to wrap this up? Mm. What's, yeah, I, I was thinking that as well. Um, for me, the transition between the two storylines was discombobulating at times. So what you're talking about is the fact that the the first season was set in in 1975, I believe, or 77. The second yeah. season is set in 1979 for the for the major story, but they go they go back in time to 1975 before the original team got together. Yeah. My showing Meyer putting the team together and people's motivations for being on the team and all that kind of stuff. That's what was discombobulating to you. Somewhat like, or like we in the transition back to the present and then what was happening. And then there was kind of another storyline in the past going on. Mm. Do you know? But so it's like, okay, tracking, but it all led, you know, it all culminated in, in making sense. But sometimes I was like, what? I, I usually like going back and forth. I, I mm-hmm. sometimes really enjoy that, but it was a little, it was trying to figure out, yeah, Meyer and all the things. Yeah, I can't say then, everything. No, can't was, get, yeah. well, in episode nine, they, or excuse me, in episode seven, in episode seven, they jump back all the way to the, to the 43 or something like that, 42. Yes. So I think that didn't help either that the, there was this, and it was a weird, yes. it was just a weird was episode. Was that eight? Seven. 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 Yes. It was really um, poignant and powerful and disturbing. Disturbing. <laughs> I was going to say horrifying. Yeah. 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 Yes. Uh huh. Disturbing. It's a good, yes. So that kind of was like, oh, what are we doing here? What's the story? And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of characters to keep track of, mm-hmm. and but I I did like that part too. I guess we're talking about we just like yeah that part of you see kind of I thought it did a good job of following each character overall or showing their personalities mm-hmm. and kind of what they were going through at different times. Well, for the most part, yeah. And then we in, they introduced some new characters this season as well. Right. So you had to keep track of even more. So what do you think? Skip it or binge it? Or maybe? I think binge it if you are into the crime. What was the genre of crime? Or I was going to say crime drama, but I say thought-provoking drama that explores themes like justice, revenge, and redemption. Or Mm. I was saying like thinking at a real event in history and some things that possibly could have happened or that's very interesting to me. I think skip it if you aren't into violence. It's hard to watch at times, even if the violence aimed at Nazis. But luckily, I don't think they don't show everything. And that's kind of that grindhouse where it's like, yeah, you know, you know what the violence is happening, but you can't see it. You can't see the whole, right. yeah, which the, I was grateful for. There were a couple of times, especially in episode seven, where it got pretty gruesome. Oh, um, yeah. But for the I most part, blanked, that, but, uh, one of the hallmarks of Grindhouse is that the violence happens off screen, but it affects what's on screen and you know what's happening. And that's part of yeah. the suspense and the and, and the gore of it is that you have that's to interesting. You're yeah. forced to use your imagination about what's yeah. happening. So, and sometimes your imagination could yes. be worse. Right, exactly. Think? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, how about you? I think if you're into Quentin Tarantino, um, you should binge it for sure. I think you'll enjoy it, not just for 
um, the cinematography and the way he directs, but also some of the themes like we've talked about of revenge and redemption and what is justice and who is a villain yeah. and who's a hero, that kind of thing are definitely embedded in Quentin Tarantino movies. I would mm-hmm. say Ninja for sure. If you aren't a fan of violence, like you said, yeah, I think that maybe this is probably not the, not the, the long uh, binge that you might want to take. Um, so yeah, I would, I would skip it if you're, if you're not a fan of violence or, full frontal male nudity um <laughs> that was only once though right i don't I think it was somehow i forgot this some, why would i forget this? i don't I'm know but it was, it was <laughs> for me so yeah <laughs> so yeah thanks everybody for listening uh we hope if you're into what we've talked about that you watch and binge hunters season two if you haven't seen season one uh you definitely need to go back and watch season one before you watch season two yes uh, good cliffhanger into season two for sure and And if uh, it's been a while you need to do a little research on what happened yeah don't do yeah right like refresher yeah Yeah. make sure you take a refresher if you if you watch season one we're so excited you were here with us uh we love doing this and we enjoy it and we hope you do too ruth what else are we binging this season we are binging bad sisters season one jack Ryan season three, The Recruit season one, and That 90s Show season one. Yeah. So if any of those appeal to you, make sure you jump back uh, on your podcast provider and listen to those episodes. And we will catch you on the next binge. Yes. Yeah, see you then. Thank you so much. Bye.